Welcome to Beyond the Reef Podcast, a show dedicated to the driven island woman who has checked all the boxes and still feels like something is missing. I am your hostess, Uilani Tevanga, a wife, a mother, a wahine embodiment mentor and intuitive business coach with over a decade in mentoring female entrepreneurs to source freedom and fulfillment from within. I believe the freedom that brings so many to entrepreneurship is multidimensional and it expands into new levels the deeper we get to know ourselves. Consider this show that invitation. What does the reef represent in your own life? Regardless of the stage you are in with your business, imagine if you were able to unlock greater levels of abundance from within, that it was no longer dependent on just what you do, but how you amplify the truth of who you already are. Through open conversations around feminine embodiment and business, emotional mastery, spirituality, and a reclamation of pleasure, oh yeah, we're going there. We will explore the most powerful resource you have, yourself. You're about to go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. It's time to awaken the mana within so we can go beyond the reef. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Hi. Hi. I have a dear friend, sister, support queen, magician. <laughs> the only yeah. influencer that I would like to influence me. Thank you very much. Now, um, you know, today I, I've had guests. I have been kind of like doing a lot of solo episodes, a lot of things I want to just share and communicate. I'm going through shifts, like when are we not? And I've realized that in this season of intentional growth, I have chosen intentional slow growth. And I invited my dear friend to basically interview me on my podcast because I've been feeling a little stuck in my throat of things that really want to be said. And yet sometimes you're waiting for an invitation for somebody to ask (laughs) Yeah, like I just want to be held and I feel like I do so much of the holding for so many and Kawhi is always there to hold me and it feels very important as I am diving deeper into feminine embodiment and what I basically call feminine business as you hear and discussing a little bit more about what that looks like to run a gentle business from two girls who were like the achievers of achievers of achievers. And for whatever you know reason, sometimes you know we do a really amazing and we're like, oh, but it's not like that person. But like in our own journeys, like, yeah, check, 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 check. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to kind of turn it over to Kavai and I'm going to be on the different seat. Yes, you are. Like raw and you're welcome into this sister conversation Hi, my yes thank you so much for welcoming me and inviting me to help you with this yeah thank you yeah because I think what this is basically going to turn out into is a talk story sesh with you being able to actually be on the other side not the host Mm -hmm. but the one telling your story and I think let's just start with that let's start with where were you before all of this came about? Like the embodiment, diving more into something gentle with your business. Where were mm-hmm. you at that point? So it's been a year, sis. If you didn't look on your Instagram or your Facebook memories that we were in Sedona literally one year ago today. Yes, we were. our goddess yoga instructor certification as I literally just yesterday was you know offering the last two spots for my own certification so interesting but where we ended where was I last year Mm. I remember us going to this instructor training a month after we had taken one class randomly and just feeling like I don't know what the heck happened but I'm not the same and I really want to bring this to other women. Like 
this was an experience that I couldn't explain. I remember we tried to explain it to the girls that, you know, we were in business team together and they're like looking at us like, okay, like I've never heard of such a thing. Like, what are you doing? And we're trying to show them moves and it's all fragmented and stuff. And um, it was fun. And they're like, what are you on? Yeah. And we were just on this high and it was like, and it was weird because I think you're going to other dance classes or you're going out clubbing. You're like, it's just a high the whole time. But we had actually been crying probably three fourths of the class. And that high, now that I can put words to it, was just liberation. It was mm-hmm. like a release of freedom that you and I moved through some really heavy shit in that hour and a half. Um, things that probably for lifetimes and I remember you opening up to me about your relationship with your husband and I had um, talked with you about you know some really painful things that my family was moving through and at the time I had what was this been almost like a year of me and you to cut out my family and that's a story like I haven't shared but it feels like very fragmented and why I was like you know what maybe I just want to be interviewed (laughs) Because it's a, it's a piece that I have really declined sharing. And I remember we walked into the class and there were, you know, 20 or something women in the class. Yep, about there. Yep. Yeah. And as everybody started to share, it was like so divine how it happened where I could relate to every single person's part of their story. Like insane. And I kept looking at you because you had been with me through like literally the hardest year. And I um, I think for so long, I was raised as someone who needed to be like a really good girl and like have it all together and keep it all together. Like most women, right? Like we're just raised to like push through, push through and hold it. Um, I was at like- I think the, that's also a cultural thing too. Mm, yeah, be strong women and strong women. And it's just what society kind of puts on us, right? Right. And the- my body, my whole life, I'd been pushing through and people would say, oh, you're so strong. You're just so strong. Like it's just this ultimate compliment. And I just had enough of being strong. And I remember you were calling me and I was like, we're in a, we are, we're still a part of a network marketing company, but just, I'm just not like building a team anymore. And I've just never shared that story. So there's all these different pieces that feel like they want to come through. And I was at the height of my build where I was making like anywhere from 10 to 15 to $20,000 a month. And yet I was crumbling inside. And I remember you called me about like, Hey, when's our next team call or like whatever, whatever. And I was like, Oh, like, yeah, I'm working on it. And Oh, I have this podcast and this audience that's growing. And like, people are asking me to do this stuff. And then I just looked at you and you're like, are you okay? And I just broke, like I just mm-hmm. broke down and I told you what had been happening. And so basically like without sharing the story that is not a hundred percent mine, we as parents had our daughter come to us and just share about an abuse that had taken place with a family member and it just crushed. It's like every parent's worst nightmare, you know, right. every parent's worst nightmare and you just never, ever think And I think that the craziest part in all of this was that we don't realize like how fucked up our society is that there's no space to really process this and having to simultaneously hold this business that I've been growing and uphold this image that I had always had of success And then try to process and heal and like show up for my family. It was just, I couldn't, as much as I wanted to, I couldn't put anything down. It was like this. Yeah. It was just a really weird time. But I remember that something you had said to me, you're like, you can ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And that was coming from another overachiever strong. I feel like that also is coming from me telling you like I know that's a struggle because I hardly ask for help either Mm -hmm. so when I saw you going through that I was like I recognize this yeah so well from overachiever to overachiever and always being the rock 
in the center of everything. And I think that's the part where you were like explaining building this business up and also trying to hold together the family and all the things. Yeah, and we were in like the height of the pandemic and there was all this bullshit that was coming around. And it was like when it came to the kids, I think my nervous system and I had already been kind of going through my own like spiritual awakening and just questioning the things that I had always been raised and like in the church I grew up and I was like, things are not making sense. And then I and then I remember specifically when you're saying about holding things up, it was like there was a facade that I had been living with for so long. And I could no longer keep up this facade of this religious girl when I didn't align anymore. And when the church came out with, because I know that's a big thing and people are like, well, you never talk about like when you left, but one of the really like last draws for us as a family, because we were so against mandates and so against the vaccine. I were so against all of that, um, like to the core of my being. I remember then the church came up with like an official stance and growing up, like I think the Mormon church never um, takes like political stances or whatever, but they totally did on this one. They've taken a stance on like gay marriages before. And that was back in the nineties when it was like the height of the purity culture is a whole other fucking podcast. (laughs) And then um, the one about like, yeah, everybody should get vaccinated and I was like, oh, you can't sing at church and then whatever, whatever. And I was like, bro, I am so done. Like, it's like, if that's done, I'm done. But then the final straw was as we were processing this um, really horrific, you know, what was revealed to us. It was the fact that like my family, instead of being like really kind and how can we support you? Basically, it was like, oh, we don't believe you you want to take us to court, take us to court. And it was just like, it just kept getting progressively worse. And I remember you were checking up on me and I was like, oh, here's the latest in the ridiculousness, the saga. And it's just really crazy because we have these ideas of how people should behave. But I think that there's just this societal shame with women, especially when people that grow up in like religious backgrounds of I don't want anybody to know or like, oh, that would ruin me because I would be shame. Like as if shame is worse than the hurt. Like that is worse to a lot of women. And I'm not culturally, but religiously, like the shame is the ultimate killer. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Because I feel like if you think about it, just growing up, all the little me's and you's heard every time. So shame. But that's so shame. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just whispered to us. But that whisper is literally something we are now fighting against. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with the shame. It's embedded in our psychic. Like it's embedded, embedded in our, like what we call like our trauma body. You know, it's like the film. It's like the last layer. Even if you're like, I don't care. I left or whatever, whatever. It's still like you said, like, oh, it's a shame. Like shame. Don't make shame. Yeah. So crazy. So that's basically what my own side of my family kind of chose. And as much as I was like, how do I even explain? I remember I had to like speak. Remember we had like a company um event. Yeah. Yeah. And people had gotten upset at me in 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 like this in our team and I was like trying to process thing and nobody knew right like it was nobody's business basically and I was like just hurting and every week it was like getting worse and worse almost like a whole year of just a shit show you know and I would continue to show up and nobody knew and like oh ask me to do this and speak here and leave here and then um I just remember like the trauma piece of being a good girl is like explaining yourself to be accepted. And instead of just being like, fuck you, <laughs> I don't want to talk and you don't have to know anything about my life. I was like, oh, because, and then I shared like the whole nine yards. And I just remember like this moment just felt so icky to me was like, wow, I really don't have that much self-love to know that I deserve boundaries. And I had to explain myself to someone that really could care less and then that became like a deeper part of 
the traumatic experience is realizing like when you are at your lowest, sometimes people really do show true colors. colors. Yeah. And the lack of um, personal responsibility around that was just really shocking to me. And so I think that um, the, the biggest, one of the biggest hurts that I had like felt through that time before we had walked into the goddess circle and stuff was like, I basically spilled my heart and was met with um, spiritual bypassing of like, oh, but everybody has it hard. And I was like, this is the whole reason why people like literally suffer in our society because we compare our traumatic experiences. Like it's something to even, right? like obviously people are going to have rough lives, but it doesn't discount how traumatic you know, Yours like your life can be. Yeah. And that was really, really huge for me where I just started to shut down. Like, I think that that pivotal moment was like, it wasn't about giving away my power. It made me just kind of step back and be like, wow, like I, I actually called this in. Mm-hmm. Like I, through my lifetime of like bleeding heart, let me just, whatever you need. And I'm here for you. And like, I remember saying this over and over to every single person I'd ever met with, whether it was in my makeup chair or whether it was on a Zoom call or live coaching. I was like, you need me. I'm here for you. Yes, that was your word. Every time we had a team call. I was like, just let me know. Yeah. Call me me up. I'll help you through it. I remember my phone used to just go off all the time, like for years and years. And and now no one calls me. And I consider it such a win. I'm like, oh, it's my husband once a day checking on me. Oh, it's goodbye once a week checking on me. I remember looking at your phone, just side note, and it had like 4,000 text messages on it. Good God. <laughs> Some of that might be shopping things. But, <laughs> but yeah, but I just remember that you're like, it's to the point where I can't even respond to yeah. how many things is coming in at me. And I was like, this is not needed. Right. Yeah, right. And, and I and I think that like part of, you know, growing success up until that point of like, don't want any of it was going, oh, my God. And, you know, the thing is, like, I really love network marketing and I think it's an amazing business model. And I'm not a hater, even though I'm not like super proactive in it anymore because my soul took me in another direction. But there is such an entry level for anybody to be a part of it without having to vet through are we a good fit together (laughs) like I think that that was a big part of you know and and not even in network marketing like we were in a financial company and again it's like people bringing in people and you're when you're constantly working with people if you're not even sure how to kind of like be with yourself you're just bleeding over everybody and like trying to just love on them, love on them, love on them, but you're just constantly abandoning yourself. Like there's just, I think that that is such a huge conversation that needs to be had in the business world. Like feminist healing is this constant over giving and like over loving and over (laughs) extending from the get I remember one of the things you used to say around this time, about a year ago, you're like, it's like your body has, is like outlets. Mm. And then what happens is people are just like plugging in because you're like, come, I will help you. And they're like plugging in, literally like sucking all your energy, sucking everything out of you. And if you, as your person, like yourself are not well with yourself, to realize like, I need to shut some of this down Mm -hmm. because I can't give everybody access to me. And I remember you telling me that because that spoke to me because I was very similar in that moment where it was like, don't worry, I'll do it. I'll help you through that. I'll figure it out. And that, I remember when you told that to me, I was like, that makes so much sense because we were told over and over again, like, no, if you're building a team, you have to mm-hmm. do this Be available. in order for them to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hand-hold what else are you expected? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that, 
you know, for those of you maybe listening that are in business models, and doesn't have to be less like network marketing, but anything that to do with people and like helping people move forward, right? They're just very old paradigm. And and I think about a lot of the quotes that they say, like the early adopters of like personal development will say, you will get far if you help someone else go far. But there is no like framework after that. What the fuck does that mean? Because like right. we, as women who grew up to be good girls and to receive praise for putting others first, right? Because like we hear that, oh, but I always put others first. She's such a good person. Nobody ever says that about a dude. Nobody ever goes, oh, right. he makes all that money because he puts others first. Like, okay, maybe you might hear that in some things, but I'm saying like, there's that, that line that comes after, like if a woman is really successful and making a lot of money, the next thing you guarantee here after that is because she's so selfless. I don't ever hear people giving that line after like, why can't she just make a lot of money? Cause she, cause she makes a lot of money. Like, no, because she gives of herself. She puts others first, but then no one goes, to the detriment of her mental health sometimes like good god right (laughs) i don't hear guys go oh my gosh like who is it really um i don't know there's like this older man in um the network marketing company where it's so amazing it's like oh because he puts everybody first they're like no because he only works with a couple of people right right they're like well he only works with a little bit six it was six they were like it was six people i'm like wait you guys didn't say that to the masses Mm -mm. You did. We heard that in the background of it all, like right. And you know I how much people across so many different companies. With? Like it's not just you know our company or whatever. And it's not even to say what's bad, but oh, but she's such a great person. Like whatever, whatever. It's like she can be successful just because she's successful. Like maybe that's just her soul's calling, and we don't have to like try to make her into a good person so we don't feel yeah. a some type of way. You know what I mean? Like it's just an interesting like way in which yeah patriarchal like it is almost like you are now attaching the only thing that can make someone good is if they do all these things Mm -hmm. and the truth is you can still have a good heart with clear boundaries up you can still have a good heart with taking care of your family instead of saying no to that training today. Um, but that was not taught to us. And at that point, I remember we both were like drowning at the top. Like mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say that. It felt like drowning at the top because yeah. it was all this built up of you gotta do this, you gotta do that. It's like the unrecognized drowning. Um right. What is it called? Like when people swallow water and like you don't know they're drowning until they end up in the hospital yeah right Uh yeah and part of that is due to us as women not not saying we need help right like yeah because she she got it she pushed through I love that you can do all the things and I think that this big era that we've we're in our 20s yeah like Mm -hmm. how by 30 you had to have your house you had to have your house with a HELOC (laughs) You had to have your house with a HELOC says. Right. You needed to like get ready to get those properties because you're going to retire. And you, and when you have kids, you can't just be a mom. You need to be all the things. You are can do it all. And we're like, oh, right. yeah, like I'm going to do it all. I'm going to do it all. Great. And then the boss babe thing came in when we were getting a little bit older. Oh, God. Like I just think it was... It's just so crazy to me. And now even in now the healing space, how it was like, but you're going to heal and you're going to heal. I'm like, you're basically taking the same hustle and striving of the business world and placing it into the healing world when it's not organic. It's so not self-honoring. You're just constantly looking for the next thing, the next thing. And next. you're just like, take a chill, figure your own self out first. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I like how you just said that, because let's talk about how that shift happened, because 
you basically, when you tell an overachiever, you got to slow down. That's almost swear words to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's such a foreign concept. Like, and I don't think anybody really grasped the amount of running. And still to this day, like, I've been in a period, again, it feels like this never ending void because I want to say that in 2021, early on is when, um, everything just kind of started to to fall and it needed to like it really really needed to and I don't think I would have said that you know like at the time but I'm really kind of grateful for how like you know God just kind of like pump the brakes as like <laughs> we're done with this I couldn't feel like I remember the big revelation I had was like I was eating this should have been a delicious meal and I was like I can't taste this like, I really couldn't taste my food. And I remember telling Marvin, like, like I can't taste. And he's like, what? You have COVID? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but like, I when I say, when I talk about numbness, and if you listen to prior episodes and I talk about being numb, oh my God, like, so numb. And it's crazy that I had had five babies by the time that I actually had my first on my own orgasmic experience because oh but you have plenty of babies like you guys must have a great sex life and it wasn't bad but I didn't know how to have that with myself so you said something earlier about people plugging into you and sucking mm-hmm. you dry your kids can do that to you like your life can yeah. do that to you your everything you're a part of every parent meeting Everything I constantly said yes to, it was like, oh, another plug, another plug. And I was like, okay, drain, 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 drain. And yeah, I would get a recharge on a vacation or a recharge at the beach or like recharge here. A little, little bit, a little bit, but not to the extent of like the output. Output was always right or greater than the input. And it was also constant. Constant. The output was always constant. Yeah. And I was running to like the next thing, next thing. And you said something about the outlets. And it just reminded me of like, what is sex? And somebody had, um, shoot, and I got to start writing names down. I'm so terrible about this, but I'm always like, you know, like, oh, that's so great. I think about that and I need to start giving credit. Anyways, I did see this on the internet and it was like, (laughs) sex is, stands for sacred energy exchange. And I started to, I started to look at my energy as like sacred things really started to shift for me. And so the idea of like energy exchanging and running and then running on empty, I had to eventually just hit the brakes on all of it. And I don't even know where mm. I went with that, but I got lost in sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, I was going to add to that. I remember... Um, when we were talking, when we went to this whole training thing, like we had no clue why we ended up at this no. goddess yoga certification. Why we were signing up. We're just like, you want to go? Like, yeah, I do. Like, I don't know yeah. why I want to be there, but I really want to be there. And now I get it on the receiving end because women come to my class or are coming to my trainings. They're like, I don't know why I want to be here, but I really want to be here. And it's like, it's so divine. It is. Yeah. Like, and it's, it literally unlocks that femininity part really well. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are in your life. And I think that's one of the parts. I want to hear from that... you about that femininity. Mm. I feel like you had resistance to it. And I thought I was in my feminine. I thought I'm very flowy and like very girly. That's how I thought feminine was. But like I was not. But I want to hear about your experience, about what that was for you. Yeah. So when the start with the class, literally, I was like, I'm just going to a yoga class. And then we started share circle. And I was like, oh, no, we're sharing feelings. Mm. And then from there, what I realized was I was operating on such a masculine level Mm. that my femininity which what I related to like you related to flowiness I related to like super sexy hot (laughs) mama who's like that's that's my vision of sexy like it literally was dead and lying on the ground doing nothing like 
There was none of that. Like sexy had a look for you? Like sexy had a look, sexy had a feeling. And the funny part was I could never experience and be proud of being that sexy because you couldn't be sexy and a good girl at the same time Mm. in my head. So that was like, hey, I need to be the good girl, but I can't be sexy because that's going to show like too much skin or that's going to show like you are being like throwing yourself out to all these guys. Like Mm. it was Mm. such a struggle in my Mm. head. And when I took the class and when I took this certification and training, what I realized was, oh my gosh, I was almost disconnected from my feminine side because I would operate all the time on getting things done, you know, figuring things out, achieving, 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 and, you Taking know, care the I'm the superwoman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of the family. I have to take care of all these things. And it was funny because in society, they tell you, like, to be a woman, you need to cook, clean, mm-hmm. do all these things, be a good wife, blah, blah, blah. And the truth is, to really be a woman is to connect with that feminine side of you, yeah. to connect with that part that like you, f- the energy that you feel from the inside out mm. and being I so masculine. From the inside out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And being so masculine almost like covered it all up. And I was putting on like a costume on top the masculinity, like to make it look, quote unquote, look like a feminine good girl. Mm-hmm. When the truth is, once I allowed myself to move that way, and that's a huge thing, just allowing your body to move, that unlocks one part, then speaking it, and then just feeling into it. It's it does so much more. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like magic. It's magic all around you. And then it starts to like, once you unlock that energy in you, you start to radiate to everything else. You're my hubby. <laughs> He's very appreciative yes. of it now. Yes. <laughs> and I've noticed too, as you stepped into your feminine essence, how I can feel the heat between the two of you. Like, I feel like Kamaka has been able to step even more into his masculine. And like, as you've yeah. been sharing, like how he's kind of unlocked his confidence because he gets to take care. And I think when people talk about feminine, it's almost like feminist and, mm-hmm. and nothing wrong with feminist. Like there's need for feminist movement, but sometimes in our feminist, like we lose the feminine which right. is really about because surrender. it's really masculine yeah and and we can lose that where it's like oh when we think like yeah fuck the patriarchy and like I swear all the time yeah like that that's part of my big awakening like because I never did but now I swear all the time every every single episode is explicit <laughs> <laughs> but not for kids <laughs> not for kids it used to be you can go listen to my early episodes thanks um it's like, oh yeah, fuck the patriarchy as if it's like, fuck men. But it's not. Like, men, like, embodied masculine. And it, and, and masculine and feminine, it's never has to be gender, right? Like, it's never like, because we have both. Right. But it, when people say, like, burn the patriarchy, whatever it's at, men. It's the construct mm-hmm. of, like you said, that has, like, the shame and the roles and the, I can't be embodied in my certain way because it's not acceptable, whatever. Like, it's these constructs that were really by design to keep women less than their male counterparts or gender non-conforming people less than the heterosexual ideals you know like it's just all by like this patriarchal design but I think that you being in your feminine is really like and look what's happened in your life like you I remember one day you're like oh I just I'm ready for my house and lo and behold you're like we found this perfect property and I'm like that's so amazing because you're just kind of tapped in versus like I remember like that's a vision board and we're going to make this much money per year and because I go to like we were talking about all these seminars that's how it's going to happen right like we have these ideals like 
if you just do this many calls and this many follow-ups and like blah, 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 check all the boxes right do your what you and all the training power hour <laughs> <laughs> it's really getting like heated i gotta sit <laughs> And that's no, great. This I'm is not important. dogging anybody that does power This game, is like, important. And yeah. I'm just saying it because it's if control. you are at this level, you are feeling the struggle with it. Throat chakra is unlocked. <laughs> right. It, you feel the struggle with that because you have been taught that everything has to have a system and will only work with will only work if it has a system. And this is from calling, coming from a systematic girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's and, a, there's and a place for systems. Yeah, exactly. So this is me operating in system, system, system. I made a system for everything. You did. And sis. I still do. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then but there's times where I, you're like, no. Yeah. Right. No, no need. Or you know what, I, I this is the point where systems need to stop, right, and creativity, and allowing just space and for flow. things to happen, mm -hmm. to happen. Yeah, so I, I love that there's like, if we control everything, where's the space for the magic? Like, where's yes. the space for the mystical? Where's the space for that? And if you're not available yeah. for that, and you're hearing this, and you're like, resistance, like an invitation to realize and you're probably living out of your hyper masculine because i remember talking like that to the team when i started to be like really starting to drop in after goddess yeah like the conversation started to <laughs> shift and the calls were getting less and less people and then people were like oh don't forget she's smoking like what's happening over here and i'm like you're the magic like it's not your business <laughs> it's you oh <laughs> it's true <laughs> It's you. And it I, need, I need all my entrepreneurs to hear this. Like, I don't care what the hell you sell or what you do. And like, that's why it's so okay to shift as someone who shifts, I swear every couple of years. And I had to be really well with that. Um, that like, no matter what happens, the things that is most important is the relationship that you build with yourself and the relationships that you build with others. Because then you have right. success everywhere. Like people think, oh, but it's this magic thing. That's the best thing. And like, hey, I love my products and whatever. But like, honestly, I feel so well in myself that no matter what I do, I will always have success. I believe that to my core because I really am well with myself. Not all the time. Right. Sometimes I think I'm so cuckoo, <laughs> like beyond repair. And like, I go into my own head like everybody else, but ultimately like that's what's most important and if we can right. get that done i was gonna add to that a little yeah. when you're like being well with yourself and that is not taught in a training to the depth that it's supposed to be taught because it's more like self-care go do self-care what are you Take doing for self-care today yeah, but like for me, it was like take two years off, and people were like waiting for right. me. To like, where's your comeback? Where's your comeback? Your comeback is better than your setback. And I'm like, no, bruh. Right. Well, that's the thing. One thing I realized in I remember you we were talking about like having this waiting period, the void period. The most important part is I don't want to do it the exact same way I did it the last time. Because guess what? The same thing is going to happen at the end. And that's not where I want to be again. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, when they're like, can't wait for your comeback, you're like, hold up. I'm not coming back like that. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for them to hear that because they didn't understand the entire thing. And that's why it's so important to be well with yourself. Yeah. Because if you're not well with yourself, then you would just get sucked right back into going, I'm coming back. Like there's a, there's a concept and I've used it because I've seen it and I'm like, I like this. This is makes sense. And I was like, soul led, soul led business, like soul led path, soul led social media. Look, my dog trying to come in my room, bruh, soul led social media, right? Like, what does that even mean? You hear a doggy pause. Oh my God. See, this is very raw. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> She's annoying. 
Yeah, she's wagging her tail. Anyways, soul led does not have a timeline. Like, no, we want to say soul led because it looks spiritual and like, oh, it sounds like, oh, you're talking spirit. Like, that part really is a whole nother podcast. Like, what the heck is spirituality, anyways? But you better not jump on my bed. Look at her getting her bed. Oh. <laughs> So like, I already know you're yeah. not going home. I know you're on a podcast. Oh, and she's up. Okay, intermission. But yeah, soul led is just trusting. Like, really, if you're on a soul path, and it's okay to not be, because we were like, no, I gotta make money, and I, and I always give so much love because I definitely was in that space. Um. I was talking with Marvin last night and our son just turned 14 today and we're looking at old pictures and I'm like, I don't remember a lot of these years. And that really pained me. And I had to have a little cry in my closet last night after the shower. Like I got out, put my towel and I just ended up sitting on my floor in my closet. And I was like, I don't remember a lot of these years. Like it feels like very hazy to me because of this conditioning around like it wasn't enough that I had three kids like I had to have a business too so that people knew like oh you didn't finish your degree so you better have a business like you better keep 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 adding to all the things that you do and people would start to praise me for all that I do how do you do it all and as much as I thought that was annoying inside of me I was actually like oh they see me oh people like Mm. actually care that I'm like raising a lot of kids and like they look really good and we are doing really good. Like I just like, it started to become this identity that I needed to have. And, um, and yet at the same time, because you're trying to keep it all together, you can kind of see this, the parallels and how it continues to play off because you do a really got, good job of keeping it all together. You really can't feel to the depths of what it's like to be alive because you become the shell. And I look yeah. at these baby pictures and it just makes me like so sore in my heart. So, so sore in my heart. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to scale this business. I'm going to have a hundred jobs and we're going to buy a house. And I'm going to like, my life was some kind of check mark. And so soul led business is about going, fuck the check marks. I have no idea where this is going to end or how it's going to end. But like, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be talking about. I know this is what I'm supposed to be learning. I know that these are the people I'm supposed to be connecting with. Like I can just feel that. And we can't feel that. We can't really run soul-led businesses when we can't feel. (laughs) Right. Just like steps to all of this. And we just think, oh my gosh, and you got this energy, (laughs) whatever. I'm like, I was fucking numb. Like I couldn't taste my food. I didn't just go from couldn't taste to like dripping in orgasms which I'm not always, right. by the way, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother episode. I still got shit to do. Like I'm not sitting around like having orgasms. Okay. <laughs> but right. But reg- more no. regularly than I've ever in my life. But you know what I mean? Like, God. Right. well, that's part of the energy of feeling alive. I think that's what disappears when you don't lead a business like with your soul all the pleasure disappears because now you start attaching pleasure to achievements results. Or pleasure is like I can schedule it once a week with my partner. That's right. pleasure. Like yeah. what? No. Yeah. Exactly. And business. When yes. when you feel like that, it I feel like your whole being just like disappears when you're like oh well I want to talk about worry. that a little bit more about pleasure because it's in my mm. new like intro I'm like the reclamation of pleasure and if we only think pleasure is sexual we're missing mm-hmm. a huge part of like you said feeling alive when I go back to when I put it so I'm, and I keep saying it when I put it all down meaning when I stopped feeling like I always had to keep going to the next thing. The first place I started was, was decorating my house. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, I remember that. Yeah. Like I I remember you said, I need to feel good in this space. 
Like I wanted to feel like I was held. And I think that was a big thing, right? And when you think about masculine energy, it holds the feminine. And I couldn't feel at home in my physical body, like in my, you know, energetic body, but I wanted to feel at home in my physical body. So just slowly like getting rid of things, making more space, putting plants, which I have no idea how to garden. It looks like crap. So yet, but for me, it's it's a big <laughs> improvement. And I kept explaining this to my husband and he was like, let's paint the house. Like let's freshen things up. And slowly we started to like everything that started to become almost a block. And my mentor at the time, which Lauren, yeah, I remember I was like, I just found this mentor during this time of falling apart when I really became like a official coach. <laughs> I didn't sign up to become a coach. I, I signed up to learn, but realizing, oh, you had all of this because you're supposed to be coaching. Anyways, um, she's like, anything that's a block, like an energetic block. And it was my house. And then it was my car. And it was like, oh my gosh, all these financial things were just like dishing out money. But it like brought me back into the flow of like what makes me feel at peace. You know, and right. like feeling alive. Yeah. So pleasure. I want to add to that. Because yeah, life, like romanticizing and beauty as women. Right it's important well it's also told to us like forget everything else yeah you will find it all in here you just need to sacrifice <gasps> sacrifice just a little i knew that word was going to trigger that yeah. <laughs> you just gotta sacrifice this it's frivolous you sacrifice <laughs> right and if you sacrifice for Trigger. 90 days I just oh shit yes <laughs> her, her voice is coming out too <laughs> you better run put it all yeah 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 throw it all on the side it'll be worth it right right like and that's the thing it's like I love that people go fast and I feel like well yeah you went fast and yeah but the fact that like <laughs> The story at what expense? The story, yeah. It's the story goes. I know it's hard, but one day it'll all be worth it. And then like people go, oh yeah, we almost got divorced, and like our kid, and I had burnout, and then I had adrenal fatigue, and I'm like, yo, but like, what is the rush? Honestly, like if you were to ask people, like, but what is the rush to get there? Like, where's there? I, I would love somebody <laughs> to decide, like, where's there? Right. Like, let's bring this into perspective. No one knows, literally, unless you plan it, but no one knows when they're going to die. Let's just yeah. be a little yeah. raw there. Raw. And yeah. if you are living today at, I'm just going to sacrifice all the time with my kids and all the time with here, I'm blah, 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 because I got to do this one thing for this business to let it grow and who knows what may happen tomorrow? And you're like, oh, but I was in the moment of sacrificing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, that part, I remember for me in the midst of it all was my realization to shift was you need to sacrifice the main reason why you started this business, which was my kids, more time with my kids. But don't worry, sacrifice more time with your kids in you order to have more for time success. with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, that you can have more time with them. Eventually you have more time. Down down the line sometime. Yeah. And that's where part right. of my 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 hurt last night sitting with myself was going, Oh, that was such a blur because in the middle of having my third baby, and I'm looking at this picture, I'm like also starting my hair and makeup company. And telling myself a hundred jobs in your first year. And I totally did it. But like, I was just going, okay, kids, like, I'll be back. I'll be back. And then when I was back, I was like thinking, and then your entrepreneur brain, and I'm sure everybody can go like this. You don't work nine to five. So you can think about your business 24 seven. Right. You're on all the so time. I'm not really here with these three incredible kids. Like I'm kind of here, but energetically presence wise, I'm not. And it, and it was also like, I guess in some way I could say, but as a necessity, yeah, it was because right. we were still renting and it was like, we kept getting kicked out from place to place. And, you know, my husband loved me so much. I was just having kids and kids and kids, but <clears throat> yeah, there's just like, 
how can we do better for women nowadays? Like, how can we do better for the collective? It's like, we gotta go first. And that's the conversation where like, I really thought after this pandemic time where I saw a lot of women healing and in these molds of like, I'm gonna be softer with myself, soft girl era. And I was like, yes, good. And then as soon as things opened up again, and as soon as like whatever the world got back to normal, which that's ne- not a real thing, like they're like run right back into hustle, yeah. And I was like, and everything inside of me also has to fight those those old conditioning of like you need to be doing more. When in fact, when in fact, so many times it's like nope, your season is of being more. Like if I look at the whole idea of more (laughs) right it's so really even almost against like the indigenous parts of ourselves where like it's important to go back to our kupuna who are like knew that you know there's a story of my grandmother um that i remember growing up she would basically go down to pearl harbor and with her her toes she would flick up um the sand at Pearl Harbor and she would find pearls like that's why it's called Pearl Harbor right like she would be able to figure Mm -hmm. out how to get her feet in the in the sand and flick them up with her feet and she would grab just enough to go feed her family to go to the store get her bread get her you know milk whatever feed her family but I think nowadays I was for grandma in the situation like where our bodies are just like trying to really survive, you know, and I guess it's a whole system thing. That's a whole, like, another thing. I know inflation and whatever, like the more, the more, the more. But if it was just really about, like, more, more grandma, like, that's not enough. That's not enough. Like, you're not enough. You got to, she's going to be, like, hauling, you know, choke, monetizing, filming her doing the, <laughs> the get it all. <laughs> like, make a real tutorials about how to flick it up. And then, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, wow what are we going to do about the more more being more known be more liked be more successful be more wealthy be more be what I don't know so for me it was like an invitation to go it's time to be more gentle and I was like why do I want to be more gentle in business I love business like I really do because I think it's like this personal development journey um I know I was like originally wanting to talk more about my healing journey, but I feel like where my soul is leading me right now is to kind of end there. Maybe this is like more like a two-parter. I feel like Kabai is going to be like a recurring. <laughs> if this is like a behind the scenes thing, it would be with her. Because if like there's no somebody else besides my spouse I talk to the most, it's Kabai. And if you're ever well, because my programs or whatever, she's like helping me in the back end. Okay, so mahalo. There she you're is. welcome. <laughs> No, but that's that's a great thing to just tap into because we've talked a lot about business not being gentle. Most yeah. of the people, especially women who are entrepreneurs, jump into entrepreneurship as a boss mama, hustler. Slay. My you daughter know, loves that word. I'm going to slay. slay everything and I'm going to achieve everything. I'm going to get everything. Because we feel like we have to do it the masculine way Mm -hmm. in order to be successful. And we are not. We are very two different beings. (laughs) And what that also equals into is business is done very differently for a very soul-led, successful woman. And I think when we say gentle, sis, like when you just said that, I want to ask you about um, like... Does that mean you don't have goals? No. (laughs) That doesn't mean you don't have goals. That means when you have a gentle business, that means you are now just integrating so much more into Mm. your business than just, I need to make phone calls. I need to go and make X amount of money. I need to make da-da-da-da. Because as a mother, as a woman, you have so much more to care for. Mm-hmm. in your life and so much more that you cycle. are yeah and, and you're working yeah. with your cycles my girlfriend said something yesterday she's like can we talk I was like yeah what time she's like 
I'm about to take my depression pre-bleed nap. I was like, oh, that is that shit is real. You know, like we go through it's like oh, everything's falling apart. Like men don't have to de- deal with that. No. You know, like, like I remember just telling my husband a couple months ago, I was like, I need to plan events around my period. Ah. <laughs> because my body is screaming at me to be I like, you need to chill out. Women that are like womb, what what do they call it? Womb wisdom. I don't know. Woman, yes. not a woman. Yeah. They call it a womb. Oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? A I womb mean. man. Womb yes. but with a B. Okay. Womb anyway. with the B. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I, true. Yeah. We it's operate true. so differently. Our so body. our business mm-hmm. has to operate. Yeah. They, yeah. It has to operate differently because it includes, like you said, our body. Mm-hmm. It includes pleasure. It includes mm-hmm. all the parts of moving our body fun play expression that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and when it's not when it's only done the masculine way man that's where the burnout comes mm-hmm. that's when like all the sacrifice junkness that comes with it like that's where it all comes from because your body is literally telling you like i'm not supposed to operate this way yeah you're not supposed to operate your business this way and so that's where gentle business especially like how you are developing this is so important for women out there because they're those entrepreneur women that are listening to this right now mm-hmm. are like oh that's probably yeah. why i've been feeling I feel that like way. I'm, i will never not be a visionary and i'll never not be goal oriented like there's always gonna be something that i'm like it, it's just like giving birth, you know, like art and creation are literally a part of every single human being. I used to say it all the time, like everybody's an artist and everything like, oh, music or whatever. But like entrepreneurs are artists, like there's vision and there's heart and there's passion and there's purpose between behind all of it. And I think just the call about gentle business for myself and now teaching this to women is like, how do you want to arrive? You know, feminine business is not, oh, it's girly, like bossy, like, I don't know, you know, like pinky and no. Right. It's a way that honors you, like honors your whole being and honors your voice. And it's not only going to be the fluffy side. It's probably going to be like integrating your truth. And your truth is not always going to be palatable for people, right? Like you're not going to be palatable. Right. Well, it's not always going to be light and joy and happy too. It's mm-hmm. Because many of us, like how you've been digging more into trauma and healing, a lot of that needs to be addressed totally. for this business to flow in a gentle way. When people are like, oh, do you do like life coaching? And I'm like, no, doing body man- God, I'm like a body man guide. Like, I don't want to tell you answers, but I will create the space for you to find, for you to see that. But the spaces in which most people get brought up into their stuff is through business. And I think that yeah. gentle business for me looks like dropping the shoulds and the have tos, like the, like people would say in like the corporate world, the Sunday scaries, but it's like, the Monday madness for entrepreneurs. Right. Like, I gotta post, I have to do this, I have to do that. When like gentle business is going, these are the things that are most nourishing. And I can absolutely get them done without self-abandoning myself and setting up, like you said, systems, like systems are important, organization is important, and being gentle with ourselves of, but does this all have to be done with me? And just because right. that person is having success, which is why like the internet does annoy me so much sometimes is that everyone who claims to have answers, I'm just like, bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm glad you built your six and seven figure business. Like, cool. And I also am very sorry that I used to lead sometimes with, I built a six figure business because it doesn't mean shit. It honestly, like I need you guys to hear that. It's because just because it worked for that person does not mean that it's going to happen for you. Like, I feel like entrepreneurship, you're a leader, right? Like 
you're going to come up with your way. But if we can never trust, and the reason why people don't trust is because they feel rushed. Like they feel rushed to get there. And I get that pull too. Like as I'm diving into my program, you know, like holistic sex, love. I'm I'm so committed to this. My old self will go like, what are we going to do with it? Uh Uh-uh, no. When I write my notes, I am not thinking of anyone else but myself. And I see far too many people forgetting you are your first client. Like you are your first person. And like, if you really want to have a sustainable business, that's to me the ultimate goal of a gentle business is I'm not going to arrive manic. I'm going to be in full integrity from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I'm like, I am the work, like me. I'm the magic. Like That's that's how I want to live. And I'm so well with people. Oh my gosh, she talks about herself a lot. Yeah, because I'm sharing my process. I'm sharing my journey. And, and I right, and you can take and leave whatever yeah. speaks to you, yeah. and that's the part. I know a lot of training says, "Oh, you take and leave it," but the truth is, what also needs to be said on top of it is like, "But don't not compare yourself to me. Mm-hmm. Like, go create your own. Like, create your own things." I want to be what... a mess in front of people. Honestly, like, I want to be a mess, which is maybe partly of why I wanted to share this too. Is like, there's so many different pieces of success and this void that comes is not talked about long enough like okay we know that you know hard things will happen and whatever whatever but like we don't understand that there's so much wisdom to be gained in the really like long season of becoming more it takes long like you know, and we're already amazing, but I don't know. I hope that landed somehow. Like, I just hope that the intention landed with, with that because people no. talk forever. And it's, I don't know how long oh, what I heard is. in that is the season is long and mm. that should be like an understanding that it's okay that it's going to be long, mm-hmm. but it's also what are you doing with yourself today? How are you treating yourself today, knowing that it's so long? Like, what are you doing with your family, yourself, your business today? And when you start treating that in like the gentle business process and being pleasurable and being embodied, you're going to realize that you want to be on this long journey. Yeah. And it's not this void of like, oh, because something's coming. It's going, I'm unbecoming and becoming at the same time like I'm doing so much unbecoming that if people are waiting for some kind of result or something like you can still be doing at the same time but if we only do we will never truly be able to become you know and the thing is like well, what are you doing I don't know what are you becoming I don't know <laughs> That's the craziest part in all of this is going, I don't know. And if I'm like, you know, I'm getting ready for my goddess um, instructor certification. And I don't even plan to say, I'm going to be doing this next year. Like, I honestly don't know. And not knowing is so liberating for me. It's so liberating to be unattached to like, the outcome and just knowing that this lesson and this journey and that the people when I'm in my highest alignment we are so taken care of and I am safest in my highest alignment I think that that's always what we wanted right like we wanted to be safe so we're like oh success I gotta get that but like if I can just be well within myself and being aligned with where I am at today I can still Mm -hmm. be taking steps forward without trying to no exactly it's never going to be exactly how it's never going to turn out exactly how you thought it was <laughs> yeah right and so much and heartbreak comes from that attachment to the external result and the ending right. and the end goal and it's like oh but maybe i should just yeah. really enjoy 
learning about myself and learning about the people that are around me. And yeah, anyways. I remember, I think that's a great part to kind of like close it all in is one thing that you say a lot is how will you arrive? Mm -hmm. And especially thinking about that with your gentle business process, if you're not doing a gentle business process right now and you're an entrepreneur, have you made goals in the past and arrived there and you're like, wait, this is not a, like, it's happy, but it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be like. And then what do you think you should so you're do like, next? Oh, this oh, is I need not to go. the place. It's misaligned. It's not like, place. I need to go again. Yeah. You're like, oh, something else, something like, else. But it's not something I was supposed else. to go a little bit further. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that is a great place to have you have your listeners think about is like, how do you want to arrive? Mm-hmm. And if you have gone to place and you arrived there in your business, and it's like, whoa, I thought it was going to be different. Yeah. You know, my learning I had about a pod- this process. I had a podcast coach and she's great. You know, like she's, she is great. She is great. And she's like, yeah, but yeah. what do people want? She's like, people think what you do is cool, but like, what do they want? And like, they want to make more money. Like they want to be successful in their business. She's like, so show them how, cause you created this, this, this. And I'm like, I know I could. And I just be like everybody else telling you all the strategies when really I'm like, you're the strategy. Like your yes. energy, your heart, your integration of past experiences is ultimately your own strategy your own magic (laughs) and I think with gentle business and feminine embodiment you know sometimes I go oh she's shifting again was like permission to do the same you know permission to like let this be a journey and not a destination of like oh but I always did this so this is a thing I always got to do and some some people it is like that you know but for I don't think that that's the people that I attract into my life I think I attract visionaries and mystics and like heart-led entrepreneurs and I just really want this to be a soft place to land so I appreciate you sis for helping me through that and maybe not even helping me through but just holding the raw parts that yeah wanted to be said nice yeah thank you for having me on here and you can always do behind the scenes again (laughs) <laughs> yes i'm here for it let me know yes all right, all right. thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you on the next episode mahalo for tuning into the show today if you loved what you heard and know that this may uplift and inspire another wahine in your life it goes a long way when you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on apple Podcasts. i truly love it when you screenshot post and tag me on insta at uilani It helps me in my mission of serving as many women as possible. Individually, we are one drop, but together we are one ocean. And if you would like to connect and learn more about my services and mentoring, check out the show notes below or head to gobeyondthereef.com so I can support you further. There's so much goodness coming your way, my sis. Now get out there and show the world how amazing you are.